Good morning and welcome to the Michael Slate Show. The astute listener might notice that my voice does not sound like Michael Slate. My name is Sansara Taylor. I'm here in studio with Michael. Good morning, Michael. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm doing good and really good. To, really glad to see you. And I'm looking forward to this show. I thought it was thinking a lot of it about it, you know, over the last, well, I don't know, day or so. And I just think it's going to be a really, really exciting and important thing. So, I agree fully, and I'm really glad that you invited me here and Michelle Chai, who I'll introduce in just a moment. And I'll let you know, everybody listening, we've, we're going to be dealing with the abortion rights emergency. That's the full hour today. The absolute emergency facing women's right to abortion. There was a recent ban on abortions in Texas. There's a Supreme Court case being considered on December 1st out of Mississippi, another abortion ban that could overturn abortion protections nationwide. And we need to, we need to look at this very deeply. This question of the right to abortion is at the heart of women's position and role in society and the family and in the world, and it's why it's been so sharply contested. So we're going to get into this a little bit here today before we fully carve in. I guess I should introduce myself. <laughs> that would help. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you. do. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, I mean, many of your listeners know me, yeah. but for everybody, if you don't recall or if, if you don't know me, my name is Sonsara Taylor. I am a a longtime friend and comrade of Michael Slate's. Um, I'm a follower of the revolutionary leader, Bob Avakian, a fighter for revolution on that basis. And I'm also uh, the co-host of the RNL Revolution Nothing Less show, which, which we just did a new episode last night, every Thursday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific. The Revolution Nothing Less show uh, is released on YouTube, youtube.com slash the Revcoms. I said this last time I was here with you, Michael, but... Uh, <laughs> When I first started doing radio, I would call Michael all the time for tips because I listened to you for years. I was like, how do you do this? So I'm really, it's always an honor to be in studio with you. And and I think of you every single week when I do my broadcast. So I just have to give that recognition at the beginning. Well, thank you. And uh, I have to say, I've learned a lot from you too as well. So Good. So go to it. All right. So I want to start with a quote. Unbelievable as it may seem. In the 21st century, there are still people, including people in positions of power and authority, who are determined to force women to bear children, regardless of the situation, the feelings, and the better judgment of those women themselves. That is a way of enslaving women to the dictates of an oppressive male supremacist patriarchal system. And that is what the cruel fanatics who are determined to deny women the right to abortion are really all about. This statement from Bob Avakian, this was a statement written by Bob Avakian a number of years ago, and it captures well what we are facing today in the most extreme abortion ban ever to be made law in the nearly 50 years since abortion has been legal in this country. It is now illegal in the state of Texas to perform or to assist a woman in obtaining an abortion after about six weeks into pregnancy. This is long before most women even know they're pregnant. And already the stories, the horror stories, are coming out of Texas. Women who are desperate to end unwanted or unintended or unsafe pregnancies who are being turned away from the clinics. There was a report of a young mother with three children already at home who had a drug addiction and a criminal sentence she was scheduled to start serving within a week, a five-year prison sentence. 
and she found herself pregnant with a pregnancy she did not want to bring to term. She did not want to have a child in jail. She couldn't support another child. She went to the clinic, and when they told her she was too late to qualify for an abortion, she literally fell to the floor, the cold tile floor, and begged and cried and said, please. And she was turned away and sent to prison. There's no chance for her to get to another state. She was sent to prison and forced to bear a child in prison against her will. That's just one story. There are countless stories. Another young woman went in. She qualified. She was early enough, one of the very small number of pregnancies where a woman knew before six weeks that she was pregnant. She qualified, but she tested positive for COVID. So she was turned away. Another young woman who went in and also, by great fortune, was early enough that she qualified. Now, I'm, I'm giving these examples where they qualified. It's the exception. 90, 85 to 90% of women who get abortions don't know this in Texas. They get them after six weeks. So most of them are being turned away. But this woman came in. She was early enough that she qualified. But Texas has a mandatory 24-hour waiting period, so she had to come back the next day. And by the next day, they did a sonogram and detected what they're calling cardiac activity in the fetus. And so she had to be turned away. This is what's going on now. Lives are being shattered. Dreams are being foreclosed. Women are being sidelined. Their, their lives, their ambitions, their plans. Women are being driven into poverty or deeper into poverty. Women are being trapped in abusive relations. And women who avoid those most horrific circumstances are being told that it doesn't matter what else you aspire to, it doesn't matter what else you achieve in the eyes of the state and backed up with the power of the state, you are nothing more than an incubator and you are going to be forced to have children against your will. This is a form of female enslavement, as Bob Avakian put in that quote that I began. Even more ominously, this fascist law puts a vigilante uh, system in place, rewards people who turn in those who help women obtain an abortion, rewards them a $10,000 bounty, literally turns your neighbor, your garbage man, your Uber driver, your family, your rape counselor, turns, turns all of the people in your network. It unleashes anybody anywhere to pursue anybody who helps you and turns everybody into a bounty hunter to shut down women's right to abortion. This was given a green light by the Supreme Court, even though it violates the constitutionally protected right to abortion, Roe versus Wade. It was given a green light by the Supreme Court to go into effect, even though the law of the land still states that abortion is legal. And then on December 1st, the Supreme Court will hear a case that is a direct challenge to abortion rights nationwide, which is a 15-week abortion ban out of Mississippi. And that can only signal that they are willing to reconsider abortion protections nationwide. So we really are at a tipping point in, the, in what has been a decades-long escalating Christian fascist theocratic assault on women's reproductive rights, the right to abortion, the right to birth control. And yet, at this very moment, with the most extreme ban ever going into law on abortion and, and this right hanging by a thread nationwide, the streets are largely silent. I mean, quiet as could be. And while sh waves of shock rippled through certain sections of society, especially older people who remember what it was like before abortion was legal, who lost friends, loved ones, families to illegal, unsafe abortions. And, 
But while this shock rippled among some sections of society, most people still do not know that this is going on and how close we are to having this entirely slam backwards. So it is very important that this situation be changed very urgently. And so in this regard, I want to highlight two things, and then I'll bring our, uh, our other guest in here today, which is one, it's very important that, that the Women's March and other organizations have called for nationwide protests on October 2nd, Saturday, October 2nd, in the streets all across this country for reproductive rights. And it's really important that these protests be as powerful as massive, as uncompromising, as determined, as outraged, and as galvanizing as possible, that they not merely be one-off, one-day events where people come out, they vent their outrage, and then they go back home to their normal lives and learn to live with and adjust themselves to this right being snatched away. It is really important that people reject the counsel that's being offered by too many, the New York Times and too many pro-choice voices as well, that people resign themselves to the, quote, long, patient process of working through the electoral channels to eventually, in some 20-year, 30-year, 40-year plan, win back these rights that are being taken away. No. These marches on October 2nd need to be a part of a turning point in society, unleashing mass, sustained outrage of the millions and millions who do not want to see women reduced to breeders of children, incubators. There needs to be struggle that refuses to let this go down, that reverses this whole direction. That is urgently important, and it is everyone's responsibility. At the same time, there are profound and much deeper questions posed by this assault. What kind of society do we live in where the right of women to control their own bodies, their lives, their destinies, their reproduction can be snatched away by the courts packed with Christian fascist judges? How did we get to this place? And what fundamentally is needed to get to a world where women are treated as full human beings? Now, the Revcoms, which I'm part of, and Michelle, who I'll introduce in just a moment, is part of, are fighting right now on the basis of a declaration, a call to get organized now for a real revolution, for the most fundamental solution to this, which is an actual revolution, the overthrow of this system of capitalism with the patriarchy that's woven intrinsically into it, a revolution rooted in the new communism that Bob Avakian has forged that is about breaking all the chains, breaking the chains on women as part of breaking the chains and emancipating all of humanity. This is so urgently needed. And in fact, in these extreme times, when what has been normal for more than decades, generations, the norms, the laws, the institutions of 150 years and more are being ripped up in many ways around women, around voter rights around the rights of, of oppressed peoples in many different ways. The democratic institutions are being laid waste by a rising fascist and theocratic movement. It's precisely in this time of, on the one side, profound danger. There is also potential to bring forward and ripen an actual revolution. If people lift their sights, if they get organized, if they get out of the channels of this system itself, the institutions and the channels that they try to keep people in. So to both of these needs, to ripping open what's at the heart of this assault on women and the patriarchy to begin with and what's needed to end it, an actual revolution, and to strengthen the fight that needs to be waged now against this fascist assault, the Revcoms are organizing uh, contingents 
at the October 2nd marches called Break the Chains, Unleash the Fury of Women as a Mighty Force for Revolution. So I want to start us by talking about that. And I want to introduce Michelle Chai, who's been a frequent guest, actually, here on the Michael Slate Show as well. She is a leader in the Los Angeles Revolution Club, and she's organizing uh, the Break the Chains contingent here in this city and part of organizing these contingents nationwide. Michelle, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. (laughs) I want to ask you some things about, I think there's a lot to learn from your own arc and development of understanding on this question of abortion that I, I know our listeners will be interested in and, and learn from, but I want to start by asking you about these contingents so everybody can hear about that right up front. Yeah, well, I think you made an important opening to even like set the stage to why it matters, you know, in a moment where, you know, and people will hear more about my development, but like, you know, people should be agonizing over this, you know, this actually has everything to do with whether or not a woman is actually going to be a full human being, you know, and we have this chant that goes without this basic right, women can't be free, abortion on demand and without apology. And it concentrates a lot because it's true. If women don't have the right to abortion, they are reduced to nothing more than breeders of children. And this is the kind of society that these Christian fascist theocrats are actually fighting for you know what the the, you know a bible taken literally you know uh, a type of society and this is this is a horror you know and for everything all all these stories you're talking about that are coming you know these are real people you know that are going through this right now as we speak in texas it's not some abstract like idea You know, it's actual people, actual women's lives that are being foreclosed because of the kind of society that these people are fighting for. And there does need to be. Look, just because we're living in California doesn't mean that we don't have a role to play in that, you know. And for anybody who thinks that all we can do is just send some money to the people in Texas so that they or the women in Texas so they could travel to a a, a liberal state, people are not understanding the urgency of the situation, you know. No, we can't just do that, you know. We actually have to fight this and because as you said they are hearing they are going to hear out whether this is going to be on a national scale, you know. And this we there's still an opening here where we can actually you know push push all this back you know and right now there's way too much silence in on this question and we have to go and and one the outrage that does exist out there you know i've been out at the different campuses you know reaching a lot of these students and people are outraged around this you know people are agonizing over this but they don't know that there's a way that they can act and to the degree that they think of protest, they think of protest as let's go in and beg these people to like do something. The same people that are writing these laws, you know. But what what about a kind of protest where we're actually in the streets and fighting for a whole different society, a whole different world? And that's what these break the chains contingents are, you know. Our slogans are, you know, unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. No going back, no surrender, abortion on demand and without apology. Forced motherhood is female enslavement. Christian fascist theocrats get your laws and vigilantes off our bodies. And patriarchy and capitalism, you can't end one without ending the other. Revolution, nothing less. 
that is the that is what's needed, you know. In the uh, those of us who are a part of the Revolution Club, we have these points of attention for the revolution, and one of them is we fight for a world where women, men, and differently gendered people are equals and comrades. You know, we don't tolerate using women as sexual objects or as punching bags or any of that. You know, because because this is the kind of world that we're fighting for. This is the kind of world that's possible. And this is what these Break the Chains contingents are actually going to be both representing and it needs to be a very lively, a very, you know, what you said, uh, uh, this outrage that women, that people are feeling, not just women, but everybody needs to be feeling right now, you know, N needs to be, you know, manifested in determined resistance in the streets. And this is why we're organizing these contingents within this October 2nd marches. If you are just tuning in, that's the voice of Michelle Chai. My name is Sansara Taylor, and I am honored to be guest co-hosting the Michael Slate Show today here. I wanted to ask you, Michelle, two things. One is very quick, so I'll ask them both at the same time. If people wanted to connect with the contingents and what you're doing, how would they do so? And then if you could tell some of your own development on this, because I do know that you met the revolution a number of years ago in having a very visceral and righteous outrage about the murder of Trayvon Martin and connected to that the repeated white supremacist police terror abuse and killing of black and brown people. And that drove you to the revolution, very correctly so, but at the same time you were, you were not at all convinced that women should have this right to abortion. And in fact, you felt very strongly the opposite. And you had a process of transformation I think would be helpful to learn from. So if you could First, tell people how they would get in touch with you and the contingents, and I believe mass meetings as well, and then a little bit of your own development. Yeah, so people should go to revcom.us. That's our website, R-E-V-C-O-M.us. And there's, a, there's resources there that people can actually download and, you know, and sign up. There's a form there that people can sign up and get linked up to the contingents in their area. And to speak to your question, I came forward around, you know, almost 10 years ago when... Um, after Trayvon Martin had been murdered, right? And this is a, you know, something that I felt very, like, close, you know, and, and, and was very outraged. Uh, but I grew up in a in a very Catholic, you know, home where we were just not, we, we just, it wasn't a culture where we would talk about our bodies, our sexuality, any of that, you know? And so growing up very ignorant of a lot of these things, I, one of the first things, one of the first times I heard about, even what an abortion was, was from somebody who was very anti-abortion. They basically were brainwashed with this idea that like a fetus is a baby, you know, and we're, and we're just like determined with, with that, you know, and I wasn't trained to like actually question any of that the way that a lot of Catholics are trained to just kind of the Bible, what it says is the literal, you know, this is what, you know, you don't question it. You know, you don't question the existence of God. You don't question what's in the Bible. You just live this way, you know. And then I remember seeing all of these uh, signs with these anti-abortion people with these like little floating fetus or, you know, that just looked so cute and floating and like not connected anywhere to like a woman's body, you know. And you, you don't know, you don't understand the way that any of that works. You just, you're just trained to think that that's just, it's a full baby. It's a full quote unquote human being, right? That's what you're told. And that if you make, if, if you get an abortion, you're committing murder against that 
that baby. That's what you're told. And, you know, as somebody who was like, whoa, like talking about killing babies, like, I don't want to be a part of that. You know, I don't want to kill a baby, you know. And that was just the idea that I just took in. And I was like, I just repeat it, you know, without even questioning it, you know. And it wasn't until I, I met the Revolution Club and somebody that, you know, was working closely with me that they asked me. And this was a question that completely, like, you know, rocked my whole world. They said, well, what's your evidence that a fetus is a baby and that abortion is murder? And I could not answer that. I was just like, well, a fetus is a baby and like and you're killing it. And they were like, no, like you actually have to back that up. You have to show your work, you know. So I went home and I was just like going crazy. Like, what evidence do I have? I don't have any evidence. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to <laughs> explain that, mm -hmm. you know. And 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 then at the same time, they asked me uh, a similar question, but on the Bible and on God. You know, how can you prove the existence of a God and of the Bible? And I, I couldn't, you know. And we we looked together at this book from um, Ardea Skybreak, which is the science of evolution. And it showed some pictures of what an actual fetus looked like. And the fact that uh, most abortions happen when the fetus is the size of a dot on a piece of paper. Right. And that like completely shattered everything that I knew to be, quote unquote, true. And I began to question like what everything that I was trained to believe or think like it was not based on evidence and it was just told to just believe it and that's it and not question it you know and it affected real real people because my friend who was 15 was actually ended up um becoming a mother at 15 uh, another friend of mine who had two kids and basically begged me to help her go and have a, an abortion because she couldn't have a third baby with an abusive partner i tried to convince to not have an abortion you know because of all these ideas that i was that i believe and i think back on it now and i'm really glad that she got an abortion and i think back on my other friend and i just wish that she would get she would have gotten an abortion you know because these are like their lives completely changed in both directions right one who had dreams of going and living in different cities we were 15 at the time we would talk about you know getting a career and going to different cities and all this and that and she, she didn't do that because she had a baby you know this is like actual people you know that their whole entire lives are now actually like surrounded by they're they're a mother. That's all they are, you know, and it's it, it's crazy because a lot of people, not just Catholics, but a lot of people that don't actually question these things, you know, and just kind of repeat some of these things without evidence. And when they are actually confronted with how what is the science of an abortion, you know, it you actually could, you know, transform. You, you can begin a transformation there where people actually are questioning everything about, you know, not just their beliefs on abortion, but everything about society. Well, I think, I mean, I I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to the story that, that you just told. And this is one of the reasons why there has to be mass outpourings, repudiation. People who remember before Roe v. Wade need to be telling the stories. Last time I was here with Michael Slade on his show, um, a caller called in and talked about the unwed mother's homes for teens who were forced to have children against their will because there was no abortion, about the women who died from unsafe, illegal abortion, something that we will see again. People need to tell those stories. People also who've had abortions, which is either one in three or one in four women, it's very, very common. It's very, very safe. Need to talk about it and lift that shame and stigma. And people need to be out in the streets saying women are not incubators. Mm -hmm. Fetuses are not babies. And abortion is not murder. 
Women are full human beings. And that is actually manifesting around that has it can have an enormous effect right now before the Supreme Court rules, before the Supreme Court rules, before this law in Texas is picked up and spread across the rest of the country, which fascist lawmakers are already working on doing. And before all of the the judicial review over the Texas law is yet exhausted, there's a chance here now to stop this before it's consolidated. And so there needs to be a fight waged. At the same time, that same fight is part of what's going to wake people up, change people's minds, including many people who are raised the same way you were raised, many, many people who have never heard somebody talk about women. Look, if you want to have a child and you're ready to have a child and you can care for a child, that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. It can be a beautiful thing for men as much as for women, for people of all genders, not just for mothers, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. But if you're forced to Mm -hmm. against your will, that is a form of enslavement. And that is what these cruel fanatics are going for. They hate everything about how women have won a degree of freedom not full liberation, but a degree of freedom that was through great struggle in the 60s and 70s. And abortion and birth control sit at the center of that. That's what enables women, like you were saying, to go out and have a broader life. And they want to retract that precisely for that reason. And it's part of a whole fascist program, which is which is really, we're in a very dangerous place. And, and Bob Avakian has made the point. I want to play something from him, and then we're going to open up the phone line, so we'll play the clip. But Bob Avakian has made the point that what we're facing around the situation of women in society, but also more broadly, is going to be a radical resolution one way or the other. Normal, what's been normal in this country, as intolerable as it has been for so many for so long, but normal is not coming back, despite Biden's promises of restoring normalcy and and healing the country, blah, blah, blah. That's not happening. The fascists are on the march. And on our side, we have to get serious, too, about the kind of future that is actually emancipating and a radical revolutionary resolution that gets beyond this system, overthrows the system, brings about a new society on the road to real emancipation and takes up the fight against these attacks today very vigorously as part of building the strength for that revolution. So I want to remind you, that we are here on the Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor. I'm in studio with Michael Slate, and I'm, I have the honor of co-hosting with him today. And in just a moment, we'll open up the phone lines for you to call in and talk about this question of abortion. Um, Michael just wants some, to say Just something, something yeah. very quick. Thank yeah, you. Very important that people actually follow this, too, because, you know, one of the things that's actually, that's happening, I mean, throughout, I mean, you look at it in the society. I mean, I when I came up, we came up in a, at a time when women were, you know, coming, they were rebelling against an entire, you know, hundreds of years or whatever of this. And everywhere you went, people were, were rebelling against that. Mm-hmm. And so much of that has been pushed down and pushed out in a sense. And there's, and, and there's been people like yourselves, but other people broadly too, who actually are standing up and saying, I can't, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna allow this to, be, to settle what we are supposed to be about, how we are to live, how we, how all this, it's, it's actually, and it's very, I think it's really important that people, if you're thinking about something and you're thinking, and you're saying, look, yeah, sure. These people are talking about whatever. Think about what Sansar has been taking, you know, think about, think about all of this, about what you've been talking about and what difference it makes to women and what difference it makes to, you know, frankly, you know, and it's, it sounds a little weird, but it actually also requires men That's right. to actually get that thinking in the right place, mm-hmm. you know, and to really stand up against the kinds of stuff that's being brought down on women and stand up to fight with women 
mm-hmm. you know, along with women, not with women. <laughs> no, you're exactly women, right. right. Yeah. You're yeah. exactly right. And this is um, maybe we'll just use that as a transition to the clip that we want to play, and then we'll then we'll take calls. Sure. But that point, Michael, that you're that you're emphasizing that this is a fight that everybody has to take yeah. up. Bob Avakian has emphasized you cannot break all the chains except one. You can't say you want to end exploitation and oppression, but keep the oppression of women by men. And that the division of that the oppression of women by men is bound up with the very division of society into oppressors and oppressed, exploiters and exploited, and you can't end any of it without ending all of it. It's it's one of the slogans for the contingents of the Rev Rev clubs this uh, October 2nd patriarchy and capitalism. You can't end one without ending the other. Revolution, nothing less. So I think what will what would be good, we have a, a, a short uh, excerpt of the speech, why we need an actual revolution and how we can really make revolution. It's a, it's a fantastic, uh, really epic speech from Baba Vakin. And this is a segment of it called Male Supremacy stitched together with capitalism. I think it'll give us further grounding, and then we'll take the calls. Let's go now to Baba Vakian. The oppression of women and oppressive gender relations. Not only is white supremacy completely interwoven and tightly stitched together with the development of capitalism in this country, but male supremacy is also completely interwoven and tightly stitched together with the whole historical development of the division between exploiters and exploited, oppressors and oppressed throughout the world, including the capitalist imperialist system which is dominant in the world today. Thousands of years ago, with the development of human societies in such a way that means of production, land, domesticated animals, tools, and so on, were no longer the common resource of people, but instead became privately owned. And with the division of labor resulting in women being responsible for child rearing and men dominating ownership of these means of production and wanting to pass this along to their male heirs and not someone else's, this led to the dominance of the patriarchal family, with the man having power over his wife or wives and children, and women in society overall being subordinate to men, with all the brutality and terror, both mental and physical, that has been used to enforce this, and the whole ideology and culture of male supremacy and misogyny regarding women as lesser, despised beings whose essential purpose is to serve men, that has rationalized and reinforce this inequality and oppression. This patriarchal oppression has also been bound up with the suppression and punishment of relations among people, including intimate relations, that run counter to and challenge traditional gender relations. It is crucial that there be determined struggle against this terrible oppression in all of its manifestations, But in order to finally abolish and move beyond all this, in society as a whole, and not just in one country, but for all of humanity, it is necessary to abolish the private ownership of the means of production, converting them into the common property of the people as a whole, and to replace the traditional patriarchal family 
with relations among people, including intimate relations, that are freely entered into and freed from all vestiges of oppression. This, of course, is impossible under capitalism. Only through the revolution to overthrow this system and uproot all relations of exploitation and oppression that are embodied in this system will it be possible to finally end the fundamental division in which half of humanity is subordinated to and dominated by the other half and all the brutality and agony bound up with that. This is why in the new socialist society that will be brought into being with the overthrow of capitalism, the goal as set forth in the Constitution for the new socialist republic in North America must be to overcome all traditions chains embodied in traditional gender roles and divisions and all the oppressive relations bound up with this in every sphere of society and to enable women as fully as men to take part in and contribute to every aspect of the struggle to transform society and the world in order to uproot and abolish all relations of oppression and exploitation and emancipate humanity as a whole. All right, that was Bob Avakian with Male Supremacy Stitched Together with Capitalism. We're going to be taking a quick musical break and be right back, so stay tuned. Right, that was Muse Uprising. Now, before we return to Sansara Taylor, I want to play a message from the Revcoms on the October 2nd protests and the Break All the Chains contingent. Abortion rights are under attack and since September 1st have been effectively taken away in Texas. On October 2nd, the Women's March and other groups have called for powerful demonstrations all over the country in defense of these rights. The Revcoms will be there, forming the Break All the Chains contingent. Unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. We are inviting everyone who sees the need for uncompromising resistance in the streets against these unjust laws and who hunger for a whole new world. If you are sick of living in a world that treats women as less than full human beings, if you agonize about the Handmaid's Tale future that is no longer science fiction but is now real and upon us, if you recognize that there can be no compromise with Christian fascists and laws that enforce the enslavement of women, most of all, if you see the need to dig up the roots of this and every other form of oppression and exploitation, then you need to be a part of these contingents. And join these contingents by DMing at the Revcoms on all social media platforms and 
read the full call to act at revcom.us and make videos of your own saying why you will be there and why others should be there. That was the Revcoms. And now before we get back to Sansara Taylor and Michelle Chai, I'd like to remind you that you're listening to a special rebroadcast of the Michael Slate Show. So you will not be able to call in with your questions and comments. However, you can always write to me at mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. Once again, that's mslate at themichaelslateshow.com. Or you can find me on social media. Now let's hear Sansara Taylor. That was the voice of Bob Avakian. He is the architect of the new communism. He is a revolutionary leader and freedom fighter of many decades. That is an excerpt called Male Supremacy, Stitched Together with Capitalism, from Why We Need an Actual Revolution and How We Can Really Make Revolution, a speech that he delivered in in 2018. It's available at revcom.us. And I think we wanted to share that because it gives grounding both in the reality that patriarchy and capitalism, a lot of people think of patriarchy as just, I mean, capitalism is just an economic system, but it, it, it contains the economic foundations, but it's woven together with the social relations that capitalism inherited from previous class relations, patriarchal oppression of women. And it regenerates this constantly. And you can't end one without the other. So that's one thing. He really, look, Marx and Engels made a breakthrough in understanding this. B.A., Bob Avakian has gone so much further in really grasping the centrality of breaking the chains on women and all gender oppression as part of a revolution that is necessary to overthrow the system of capitalism, imperialism, to put us on the course of emancipating humanity. So we wanted to bring that out in terms of the problem, but also the corresponding solution where he speaks about and really struggles for us to lift our sights. I think, Michael, you were talking about this before we played the clip where men and women and differently gendered people relate to each other as equals and comrades in every way and, and not as, you know, oppressors and oppressed and, and use or be used and all the degradation and all the poisoning of the social relations we live in today. So we have to lift our sights and fight for that now and take these attacks on as part of building up the strength for that. So I'm here with Michael Slate and Michelle Chai in the studio with on the Michael Slate Show. My name is Sansara Taylor, and I'm guest co-hosting with Michael today. We want to hear from you, particularly if you were alive before Roe versus Wade, if you remember what that was like and have a story you want to share, your own or somebody else's, please call. If you have questions about the relationship between patriarchy and capitalism, is it really true that you can't end one without ending the other? Give a call. If you agree with that, obviously, and you want to deepen that, please give a call. And also, if you have questions about how do we get to this place, what is going on? A lot of people have this question. I know some of the Revcoms were out in different parts of the country, but in Chicago, they were at a a festival um, getting out literature, organizing for these Break the Chains contingents, Unleash the Fury of Women as a Mighty Force for Revolution contingents to march in these protests being held around abortion rights and reproductive rights on October 2nd. And people came up to them with tears in their eyes and hugged them and said, I'm so glad you're out here. And what is going on? So this is something people feel very deeply about. If you disagree with abortion, give us a call. We'll, we'll get into that too. My social media is at Sunsara Taylor. Michael, what's yours? <laughs> I follow you, but I don't have it in my head. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Henry um, can tell you. <laughs> all right. I'll get it in a second. I'll, I'll get it on my computer and announce it um, because we'll, we'll also be posting this on our social media mm-hmm. for people to find. We have Steve on the line. Steve, what's your question or comment? Hello. Yes. Uh, hello, hello there. 
Hello, you're yeah. live. Go uh, for it. Okay, thank you. Uh, Michael, you always have a great program. This is a very good one, too. I, I just have a suggestion for all the ladies out there. This is going to sound weird, maybe. But maybe carrying a little container of condoms in your purse wherever you go is might be a good idea because that's your first line of offense if the men don't seem to care about that sort of thing. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say because, you know, that would cut short a lot of this this worry on both sides of the issue, maybe. Uh, Steve, everybody, you know, here's the thing. The anti-abortion movement is anti-birth control, anti-sex ed. I, I'm all for women. I'm for men carrying condoms. I'm for people having birth control preemptive measures. But that does not, uh, there's always going to be unintended pregnancies. There's going to be pregnancies that go wrong. There's going to be life circumstances that change while a woman's pregnant that are going to require her to get an abortion. So I don't think there's any end run around waging a fight against the restriction on women's right to abortion. I understand that, and I agree with the idea of abortions when they're necessary. Uh, you know, but at the same time, uh, prevention would be the would certainly help. So that way, that the the guys that forgot their condom, at least the woman could say, "Hey, I have one right here." All right, Steve, Michelle, you want to add something, and then we'll go to our next call. Yeah, I was just going to add, like, look, there's the the whole culture and society around, like, a rape culture, you know, both in the the reality that women walk around the world having to look over their shoulder at every point, but not just, like, a random, like, sexual assault, but right in their home, right? Their partners, their, their husbands, you know, where they, you know, this is, like, such, like, Unfortunately, it's the 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 normal in society, you know, and and then them there begs the question: How do you deal with that? You know, it's again even going back to the point of like it's a whole system, you know. This whole system has got to go, you know. I just wanted to add that real quick. Okay, thank you, Michelle. Um, I want to bring Madeline on. Madeline, are you are you there? Let's get Madeline on the on the line. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah. yes. Go ahead, Madeline. You are on the okay. air. Okay. I had two unintended pregnancies in the 60s. I was in school. I didn't really know what to do. I was advised to get an abortion. One was set up by a relative, and it was like in a bedroom. I got an infection. You know, another relative took me to medical care. I was okay. Um, the second one, I had people with resources help me, and um, I was lucky but um, it needs to be available. People without resources will die. It's just, it needs to be available. It needs to be legal. I got to go. Thank you so much. Take care. Madeline, thank you for sharing that. It's a really, look, it's such a common experience. I can't emphasize this enough. It's a, it's a hidden experience. It's unspoken of, but I, 99% of you listening right now have somebody in your family who had an abortion when it was illegal. You may not know it. Most of you probably don't know it, but it happened. This is so common, and making abortion illegal does not end it. It makes it unsafe. It makes it shamed. It makes it, 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 and it also forces women to, it forecloses women's lives by forced motherhood. Um, so, Madeline, it, it's very important. I, I just really want to appreciate that you shared that. And I want to ask everybody to really listen to what you heard. And that cannot be the future we consign to young girls and women and today. 
and future generations, which is why there has to be a fight waged. October 2nd, there are protests being held in Los Angeles and around the country for abortion rights. Let's get Marco. Marco, are you there? And then we'll get Dan right after that. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, the right wing has this false narrative, and it's a false controversy. Are you there? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the, the, the thing that they do, they say, is when life begins, uh, the answer to when life begins is the same as when life ends. The last breath is when you die. The first breath is when life begins. They keep putting a guilt trip on people with this fetus thing that embryo, zygote, whatever it is, it's no. It's not a human until it's breathing on its own, and that's when we can be responsible for our lives. Very simple. Now, the other thing is I'm a conservative Republican, and I'm here to tell you that it's my firm opinion that all who oppose adult reproductive rights, and which includes you know, good abortion practices, medical practices, all of them should have been aborted. um michelle um (laughs) i mean i actually think i i just appreciate the you know from your standpoint right as somebody as you said as a republican right that there is you know there's an understanding of like there is a way that people who again even to go back to my story right who i have whatever once understood something can actually transform you know and actually there is there's a lot of people that call themselves liberals or might be you know i mean even uh, again to my story being in the streets around trayvon martin and still having this question of like is this something you know that that you know that people should actually that women should have the right to right but i think to your point (laughs) you know uh, uh, there's a i thought the joke you made was kind of funny but i just think like there's a lot of these fascists who tell us well maybe you should have been aborted (laughs) and my answer to that is always Um, like if my mother wanted to she should have you know because it is like you know women should have the right to to an abortion you know anyways yeah nobody nobody has the right to tell anybody else about their genitals genitalia or what to do with them that's ridiculous all right marco thank you for calling i would just add add to that and uh and then we'll go to dan um that if you know jokes aside the problem we face is a culture and a society that regenerates patriarchy. It's yeah. woven into capitalism and it's woven into the culture that this system has given rise to. And you see this with every advance that women have made. There has been a huge backlash, which is now entrenched in the Supreme Court, a Christian fascist majority court in the federal courts at all levels, in the state legislatures, and the fascist Republican Party that attempted an insurrection earlier this year. It is woven together with the white supremacy that is being viciously reasserted, the hatred of immigrants, just the horrendous denial of science that is fueling and strengthening this COVID pandemic and the climate destruction. All of this is generated and deeply rooted in the system of capitalism. And no one could, you know, it will be regenerated no matter who's aborted or not aborted or what potential people were. 
that system is the source of this. And, and like Michelle said, people can change, mm-hmm. but the system cannot. And that's why the people have to get organized to overthrow the system. So I want to get uh, Dan. Uh, welcome to the Michael Slate Show. Tell us your question or comment. Great. My comment has to go back to the speaker that was uh, tying together patriarchy and uh, capitalism. Uh, with the advent of uh, transgender reaching their uh, their uh, inalienable rights, and uh, along with non-binary and all that, I think we're we're uh, getting real close to successful de- disengagement from the two being uh, compared together. I, I really uh, think that uh, people are starting to question uh, the uh, old ways, and and I'm really encouraged by the new generation coming up, the millennials and all that, who have started to realize that uh, the old way is not the best way. And, and I'm uh, really, like I said, I take encouragement from that. See, Dan, I think um, half of what you're saying I really share, and half of it I, I really think um, is misassessing the situation we confront. The part I share is that there is a very positive embrace and expansive and 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 respectful there's been a rise exactly on among yeah. young people in particular and among large sections of society towards differently gendered people towards uh, taking on a lot of the the binary uh, gendered patriarchal uh, enforced sexual norms and gender norms and that's very important and it should give us hope i agree with that part of it but the the reason why the the more profound thing that you're raising about capitalism and patriarchy maybe can be disentangled i think is is refuted both by the deep structures of capitalism and its historical development well, but just... also by the current revanchist revengeist reassertion theocratic assault on the advances that have been made and you have right gotcha. now yeah. you have really two countries in one you have a split down the middle. At least two, yeah. And so right. this is because these these forms of oppression are rooted in the system. And and that's why even with all the advances made, even with all the changes in the culture, even with all of this, the power structures and the initiative is behind this fascism. And that is that is inescapable. Yeah, I'm, <clears throat> I'm a white male, and uh, I just uh, published a book called Capitalism Killed the Middle Class, and and I, uh, I regret that I did not cover this particular subject because it does need addressing. You're right. Yeah. I think, um, well, I want to thank you for calling, and I want to just underscore to people that we're in a moment. This two countries in one is a very profound, and one or the other will win out. And we can't hide in the, in the communities of, of enlightened acceptance and ignore the rising fascism. We actually have to confront it. We have to look at the reality that it has the initiative, it is gaining power, and they are deadly serious about succeeding and carrying out with what they did not fully succeed on January 6th. And they're criminalizing exactly. abortion yeah. and all of this. And so people do have to, and I want to uh, see if we can squeeze in at least one, maybe two more calls, but Michelle, I want to give you a chance as well to, to invite people in, and put a challenge to people about really stepping into the fight now and not just opining and being in uh, a community of people who accept abortion or accept trans people or accept, oh, yeah, we all think police abuse is wrong, but actually who are joining the fight to put an end to these things. 
Yeah, I mean, again, there's this, you know, the uh, a broad call to everybody who is sickened by this, you know, whether people, there's a lot of people that, you know, are even apologetic on this question of abortion, you know, and that's why one of our slogans is no going back, no surrender, abortion on demand and without apology, you know, and people should be in the streets and as part of, you know, not just a one day of symbolic protest, but a day of, you know, the beginning of actual mass resistance, the way we saw like in Mexico and in other parts of, of, of the world where people actually, it, it was through struggle and it was through people in the streets and not backing down and a lot of sacrifice and a lot of determination that abortion even got decriminalized in Mexico, you know? So there is like, we know we know the power of the people when we actually do act on it and let's actually act on it like now you know with this this is a stop everything moment there is an abortion rights emergency and everybody that cares about you know the future for women and you know for differently gendered people need to be in the streets um, I would also invite people to the full speech that I, I, I believe yes. Dan was reacting to from Bob Avakian, why we need an actual revolution and how we could really make revolution. It's at revcom.us. And we've been playing excerpts of this on the RNL, the Revolution Nothing Less show at youtube.com slash the revcoms. We did a really powerful segment on this whole question of the abortion emergency last night on our episode including an extensive interview about the legal dimension, the assault on the rule of law, which is also part of this fascist program and has taken a leap in this Texas law. It's a part that we haven't spoken about as much today. But the fact that they enacted a law, it's on the books right now, it's being carried out, that is in open violation of a Supreme Court ruling, a super precedent Supreme Court ruling. And this is an, a horror for the women, but it's also... It's of a piece with a fascist assault on the rule of law. So, you know, and, it, and it's very dangerous. So let's squeeze in one more call. We have uh, Joe, uh, if you can, if you can uh, tell us your comment relatively briefly, and we'll, and we'll get a quick reaction. Yeah, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so um, I love what you all are talking about, and it, it just got me thinking, you know, I'm a trans guy, and... You know, I date a trans woman, and I also sleep with cisgender men, and I just think it's wild that, you know, here in our society, I can get pregnant, I identify as a trans man, but if, uh, you know, I had an accidental pregnancy, I am on birth control, or if I got raped or something, I would have to be forced to keep a child when that is not in my trajectory, not in my intention, but that could just happen, you know? I just think it's wild that this discussion even has to be had. Men have sex all day long. I wish they could get pregnant so they can understand how this affects, you know, people's lives. Joe, I, I want to thank you for, for calling in and commenting on that. You're 100% right. Um, and I hope you come out to the mass meeting and yeah. get into this more deeply. And, and what's at the root of this and how do we end this? We need to be working together on this. So, uh, Michael, is there anything you want to say to close us out? No, except do exactly what you were talking about. I mean, look, no, people need to get up off of their butts. They need to actually stand up and, st and, and fight for what's important. Otherwise, we're going to find ourselves buried under a lot of trash. That's right. And that doesn't, you don't get out of that. That's it's right. not easy to get out of. And I think we have to, we all have to look at what the reality is. What does it mean that women are being, you know, forced like this? And then what, what does it mean for men to be allowing this to go on without any kind of any kind of comment on it or thinking that it oh come on it doesn't really it's not anything serious this is a rea the reality of this is, is that there are people who are being forced 
into things that they never wanted to have, or maybe if they did, but they didn't want to, they didn't want to get this now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the fact is, is that it's not just, and it's that, and it's that is serving as a basis for a whole, you know, construction of fascist crap, basically, you know, and the people have got to, people have got to start thinking about and recognizing and, and understanding what it is that they're up against, what, what it is that we're up against, and what are we going to do about it? Because if we sit back and say, not in my, uh, not in my purview here, that's, that's the end of it. You'll get swallowed by it. Yeah. So I'll close by saying, break the chains, unleash the fury of women as a mighty force for revolution. That's great. All right, Sansara, thank you very much. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, and there you are. <laughs> okay. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. I wish I could break all the chains holding me. I wish I could say all the things that I should say. Say I'm loud, say I'm clear For the whole round world to hear I wish I could share All the love that's in my heart Remove all the bars that keep